Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Alright, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, it's one of our monthly special trailer roundup episodes. We are going to be looking at some of the films that are coming out in June. We've got a big month ahead of us, a lot of big blockbuster type films and some indies and just a whole bunch of movies to talk about. And so Jason Harris from Awesome Movie Year as always, is here to help me apply a little mini puzzle piece session to each one of them. So we are going to talk about a bunch of movies here, and then hopefully we'll cover some of these movies as full-fledged episodes here on the show throughout the month. But before we get to that conversation, I do want to remind you, as always, to make sure you are subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser if you like what we're doing here on the show. Follow us on social media at PiecingPod and join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces. Also, today, May 31st, when this goes up, this is the last day for our special sign-up bonus for our Produced by David Rosen Patreon. On the Produced by David Rosen Patreon, I combine content from everything that I'm involved with. Whether that is this podcast you're listening to right now, I post bonus episodes, advanced episodes before they hit the main feed, uh, all kinds of cool bonus advanced and exclusive content from piecing it together. Also, exclusive content from awesome movie year uh, who just on friday released a bonus episode for the 2003 season for the film old boy you can get that only on the patreon for now and then content from my music career uh, as you know i release albums of instrumental music and i score films and i will be posting a lot of exclusive music uh, on the patreon in the coming months and just this past week, I released two more album-length commentaries where I tell stories about some of my albums and the music videos that have come out from those albums and the stories behind the songs and all that kind of stuff. So uh, those are really fun commentary track things to check out. Uh, I also do monthly wrap-ups on some of the stuff that we didn't get to cover here on the podcast. So lots of great content over on the Produced by David Rosen Patreon. And if you sign up, today's the last day. Uh, I'm going to be sending everyone who signs up until the end of the day today uh, a, a grab bag, like an actual in-the-mail physical grab bag of some great stuff. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what it is. Surprise grab bag, but uh, you're, you're going to like it. If you like what I do, you're going to like it. So 
get signed up. It's patreon.com slash by David Rosen. And yeah, go check that out. Let's get to the conversation about some of these movies that are coming out in June. All right, Jason Harris is back with us to look at some more trailers for the month of June. Jason, how's it going? Dave! I'm fine. You do not know how that messes up the compressor when it's trying to like figure out levels and all that and do my job for me, but uh, I, I love you, so it's okay. Beakbock 120112, nerd talk, deedle doodle dark. Okay, so um, as we've been doing the last few months, uh, before we get into this month's trailers, let's take a quick look back at the month of May and uh, which of the movies that we covered that we actually got a chance to see. And I will say that uh, this is, I think, the most that I've actually gotten to see out of any of these months. All right. uh, Recent memory. So let's start off with Mainstream. Did you ever get around to that? Never heard of it. (laughs) Well, uh, it's pretty... I don't know if I would call it good or bad, um, but it's 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 a very weird, messy movie, but uh, interesting to say the least. I, I'd go there. I'll wait for it. On it didn't seem like one to go to the theaters for. Yeah, that that is fair. Uh, Wrath of Man, Guy Ritchie. What did you think of that? I think you saw that, right? Never heard of it. No, I saw that one. It was completely blah. Yeah, it, like you know, it it, it wasn't horrible. But it wasn't good, and it was two hours, and it didn't have any style that you would expect from Guy Ritchie or any swagger that you would expect from Jason Statham. Yeah, I was shocked that it was a Guy Ritchie movie. Like, I knew that, obviously, going in, but, like, there's nothing that, you know, any of his hallmarks, none of them are there. And it does feel like a direct-to-video version of a Jason Statham movie, but that's about, you know, all I could really say for it. It definitely wasn't too good. Uh, the Paper Tigers, I did not see. Did you see that? Never heard of it. No, I didn't yeah, see it. Okay. So. Oxygen, I did see, and I'm actually about to record an episode on with your awesome movie year co-host, Josh Bell. Did you get a chance to watch that? I really want to see that. That's probably on my list for like this week. I haven't gotten to it yet because I've been obsessed with British crime TV shows, but I'm going to watch it. So Yeah, right on. What did you uh, think? I liked it. I I don't. I definitely don't love it, but it's 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 a solid little sci-fi movie. You know, it, you'll you'll enjoy it. I think, and it's nothing you haven't really seen before. But at the same time, it's well done and uh, well acted by by the main actress uh, Melanie Laurent, or I think that's her name. But uh, yeah, it, she's good, and it's it's a pretty good film. Cool. Well, have fun carrying Josh. I'm sick of doing that on every show. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Uh, next up, Spiral from the Book of Saw, which, uh, I did see, and we have an episode recorded, although it hasn't been posted yet, it's over on the Patreon, where there's also, uh, by the time this goes up, there's a brand new awesome movie or bonus episode, but anyway, yeah, Spiral, new Saw movie, not very good, but kind of enjoyable in a not-great-silly movie way. Sounds like you're, like, trying to accentuate a positive, which I appreciate, but at the same time, like... You can just rip it and be like, hey, dude, it's not a good movie. Here's the thing. Chris Rock made me genuinely laugh like three times. Was so he I supposed can't hate to? hate it that much. Yeah, he is. He is. Okay. He, he said in an interview he wanted to make seven meets 48 hours. That was like mm. his goal with the movie. So, Interesting. Which, by the way, are puzzle pieces. Uh, but um, <laughs> so, Nick, so Nick Nolte is Jigsaw? 
Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, next up, The Woman in the Window, which is... I, I'd be shocked if a worse movie comes out this year. It, it's just so bad. I lo- uh, Yeah, I'm actually uh, glad that you told me that because we, you know, we talk about... Look, guys, I'm going to tell you the truth. Dave and I, we're, we're friends off the air. We talk mm-hmm. about the movies. And you had watched it, like, I think the weekend that it came out. And, and then you said it was horrible. And you're way more lenient than I am. And then everyone yeah. said it was horrible. And uh, I, the only reason to watch it for me would be to see, like, how did Joe Wright go so wrong? Because he's right. such a good director. It's yeah, absolutely right. And you could tell he's going for something, but it just it just does not work. Next up on the list is Profile, which I'm still trying to get to go see. It's it's out in theaters only at the moment and uh we're trying to get down to the Art House, the new theater here in town to uh go see it, but it hasn't happened yet. Did you see it? I'm interested in it as well, just like we said last month and um yeah, man, the Screen Life movies Timor making moves. Oh yeah, absolutely. Next up was this week's episode, this past week's Army of the Dead, the new Zack Snyder movie on Netflix, which is a bit of a mess, uh, but kind of enjoyable. I don't know. Did you watch it? Again, here's the thing. It's like two and a half hours, and it's like, Mm. if everyone was like, yo, this is good, I'd be like, yeah, I'll put the time in for that. But I really, other than uh, super fanboy Chad, who does the uh, podcast with you, doesn't seem like anyone liked this movie, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, it's I, I, it's really hard, even I think for someone like Chad to defend because it's just it's a real. You could tell that Zack Snyder went into it with like a dozen different ideas of how he could reinvent zombies, and then just half-assed every single one of them. And <laughs> perfect. Just, yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of two and a half hours, the last one on the list is Cruella, which opens this weekend. Oh, you and skipped one though, didn't you? I don't think. Did so. you that skip was... those who wish us dead? The uh... Did... Did we do that? Yeah, I think we did because we oh, talked about okay. Taylor Sheridan, and I actually watched that one, Dave. I watched the uh, first fifteen minutes and haven't finished it. So. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. It's yeah. completely <laughs> mediocre, and um, for Taylor Sheridan, who's such a good writer, to allow that script to pass through, and he did a polish or a rewrite on it. Like, I don't know what happened, and I don't know why Angelina Jolie this why she would come back for this. The whole thing not very good. So. Yeah. That's definitely what the vibe I got from that first 15 minutes and from what I've been seeing from reviews. I might finish it one of these days, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, and then Cruella, which comes out this weekend. I got to see it last week, and it is fun. It's definitely uh, worth checking out if you're you know, into the whole Disney thing and all that. It is. There's a lot of fun to be had with it, but it is so long. Uh, you really feel every minute of that two and a half hours. We will be recording an episode on it next week. But I, I'm sure you haven't seen it yet, right? Man, two and a half hours, dude. That's uh, yeah. I want to take my daughter, but that's a real long haul if you're considering previews and everything. So. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's move on to June. We got a lot of movies here to cover on our list. Uh, I also left off Fast and Furious Nine because, I mean, it is what it is, you know. Well, yeah, we we actually, uh, you know, there's a lot of sequels or franchise uh, installments in this month and so you know it becomes a little harder in the summer when it's like what do you compare this movie to even though there were three before it exactly like it but yeah exactly (laughs) yeah for sure well speaking of which i did leave on the list uh just because it's so different from the previous entries uh the first one we're going to talk about the conjuring the devil made me do it coming to theaters and hbo max i believe on june 4th 
Uh, and this kind of takes the Conjuring series into a uh, court case type of movie. What do you think about this? Well, yeah, true crime, right? Based on the case files of type thing. So, look, this isn't the type of movie I would normally go for. But I do like that they're taking it in a different direction. And I kind of like these based on movies, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, don't know if I'm going to watch it. It, it. The preview is good, though. It's a good preview. Like, it makes mm-hmm. you think, like... Oh, this could be a good movie. It also makes you think like, oh, this could be seven movies in one, you know? (laughs) Yeah, for Um, sure. So my piece is, you know, when you think of ones that were based on real experiences, you know, start with the Amityville horror, um, Mm -hmm. the exorcism of Emily Rose, which is a great movie. And then Mm -hmm. I thought the look of this thing and like kind of the setting reminded me of the devil all the time from last year. Okay. Yeah, that's actually a good one. I, I hadn't thought of that, but uh, that, that definitely fits the feel of this whole thing. It is a weird one and a kind of difficult one to come up with puzzle pieces for. I, I think the main thing is they're trying to branch this series out in as many directions as they can. I mean, that's what they've done already with like the Annabelle and the Nun. And and it's like, I, I think of a lot of the superhero, you know, big universes where they try to continue to branch these things out in as many different directions with different characters as they can. And so my that's my first puzzle piece going into this is just like the big extended universes trying to, you know, add new things to what's made The Conjuring, you know, successful to begin with. The other thing I thought of is the classic short story and film, The De- uh, Devil and Daniel Webster, um, bringing the devil into the courtroom, you know, that kind of, sure. uh, that kind of thing, adding that into this story. And uh, yeah, the, those, are, those are the only pieces I have, but I'm sure I'll end up seeing this. I've, uh, even though I'm not a big fan of these movies, I've ended up seeing all of the Conjuring movies so far. Well, two things, David. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to your opinion on it. I'll probably wait until I hear what you say, but... If you wanted to take that story and put it in a movie spin, you could have gone with The Devil's Advocate, Pacino sure. and Keanu Reeves, you know. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is, do you think that they're going to do something with this universe where they bring them all into one film? You know what? I wouldn't doubt that they do, because I think that's like the logical thing that the people that are fans of this series would probably want, because they're all such big fans of these these characters. Um, I. I can't imagine that working very well, though, with horror elements. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Because you think of, like, Freddy versus Jason and stuff like that. Yeah, when does that work to, like, add all these horror, you know, characters together? It just, yeah, I don't know. But it's it's possible, though. All right, let's move on to June 9th on Netflix, Awake. Stars Gina Rodriguez. It's about this uh, mysterious global event that makes it so that nobody can sleep it seems to be the latest in this kind of what if kind of blockbuster filmmaking, uh, you know, thing. Um, what do you think about this trailer? It reminded me of a lot of things we've seen before and stuff that we've talked about here where it's like somewhat catastrophic, maybe apocalyptic. And then halfway through, there's a little kid who says, I can do the thing that no one else can do. <laughs> yeah, and sure. And then the family has to like, be on the run and hide the kid right and we've yeah. talked about that with like i'm the last girl on earth or the last this on earth type thing right so yeah. you know i thought of those things but then i, I wanted to go a little a little different um you know it, it definitely harkens back and we've probably used this one before but 28 days later which i think mm-hmm. is like my favorite 
um, kind of like apocalyptic situation. We have to run and find our safe haven film. Uh, reminded sure. me of that. Kind of reminded me of uh, a little bit of Annihilation where there's that science element and you have the team like trying to figure out what it is that's going on and they need these people to, you know, uh, participate to save the world or save whatever humanity. And then the, the last one, the, the not sleeping, I think of the Christopher Nolan movie nobody talks about, Insomnia. Yeah, it's like his, uh, his, his hidden one that nobody ever talks about. But I remember liking a lot when it came out. I haven't seen it like since it first came out. But. I think I'd like to see it again. I love movies set in like, you know, the barren tundra, Alaska, Iceland, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, And we'll yeah. get to another one of those later in the show. Yes, we will. Absolutely. Well, uh, yeah, I had Insomnia on my list as well. And, you know, just speaking of uh, some of the movies you didn't name, but, you know, of course, A Quiet Place and Bird Box both fit the bill for those. Uh, I'd also say Children of Men uh, fits that as yeah. well. The, the kid that, you know, can do the thing that everybody can't do now. Uh, I also thought of The Purge, uh, which is a series I haven't actually watched any of them, but I know the, you know, the concept and everybody kind of breaking down, society breaking down because of the whole situation, uh, just reminded me of that too. Yeah. I think I thought of The Purge too. And if I didn't, I'm still claiming I did. So there you go. I I thought you did a good (laughs) job with that puzzle there, Dave. Ah, thank you very much, Jason. I won't do a very good job with this one. Uh, Coming up next is In the Heights on June 11th, hitting theaters. Uh, I believe this is also HBO Max. The new musical, Lin-Manuel Miranda, uh, the creator of Hamilton. Not a new musical, Dave. Well, not a new new musical film adaptation. Sorry. Yes, absolutely. Um, It should, by all means, this should be the smash hit of the summer if everything goes well with the way that it's released. Uh, what do you think about, about the trailer for it? Um, amazing. Like it mm-hmm. looks so good. It's John, John M. Cho, right? Uh, yeah, is that, yeah. Yeah. Who did crazy rich Asians, crazy rich Asians. And yeah. it's beautiful and kind of captures, uh, the streets of New York in this real like dreamy state, even though, you know, these aren't the nicest neighborhoods, the way people re- reminisce about them, this was like a magical place to grow up. I've seen In the Heights at, commu- at um, summer, summer Under the Stars out here in Las Vegas. Oh, and right on. To be honest, I like it more than Hamilton. Um, nice. And this just looks great. And the reviews coming in are like saying that it's just like a joy to watch. And for me, so much so that like even though it's coming out on HBO Max, I'm going to go see this thing on the big screen. It looks great. Oh, you got to. Yeah. yeah. It looks like it's going to be just so huge and, and just electric. You know? Yeah. So, and it has one song that I love. Do you know what a paragua is? I do not. What is that? It's like a flavored fruit ice, you know? Okay. Um, and the guy kind of has like a cart and uh, he's not a major character. I mean, there's obviously a lot of good songs. It's Lynn manuel Miranda, but he but, but he's not a big character, but it comes in Piragua, Piragua, and I love it. So, you know, look, keep it simple. West Side Story, do the right thing. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, do the right thing was the main puzzle piece that I have here. Also, just Hamilton's success and wanting to bring another thing to the masses that don't get to go to these kinds of shows, you know? And then, I mean, it's, it's you know, obvious and, and a cheap puzzle piece, but Crazy Rich Asians. I mean, the director's previous film, celebrating a culture that doesn't get celebrated as much on screen and doing it huge and big and exciting. Yeah, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda could basically do no wrong at this point. Uh, 
he, as I've said in other podcasts, can really make you feel awful about whatever you accomplished because he's accomplished <laughs> so much more. So I can't wait for his podcast. Uh, I, I think he's Does great. Does he have one? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think so. He's not in this movie, is he? Uh, I don't think so. No. That is too so. bad. Because then we could hear him rap like this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, coming up next. The Hitman's <clears throat> Wife's Bodyguard on June 16th coming to theaters. It's a sequel to the 2017 film The Hitman's Bodyguard, starring Ryan Reynolds and Samuel Jackson that I don't think anybody realized was successful enough to get a sequel, but here we are. Um, Selma Hayek is the wife in, in the, the titular wife, uh, and just more action and Ryan Reynolds uh, not being able to do violence, which is, I guess, going to lead to a lot of comedy. What do you think about this one? I thought it was horrible, and I wanted to punch my TV screen. So um. I, I agree. You know, I, I we'll get to uh, next month. I think it's either next month or the month after. We'll get to Free Guy. I, I love Deadpool as much as anybody, but these two Ryan Reynolds projects that are coming out back to back look hard. No, I, at least the at least the premise of Free Guy is great, though. Like that's a great premise. You're a background yeah. character in a role playing game, and you develop consciousness and decide to you know, kind of create your own narrative. I love that idea and was actually... I guess it's a, a fun idea. Yeah, yeah. I think that's going to be good. This one, just like, why? Why? I don't, yeah. Like you said, no one realized it was a big enough hit. Does anyone want a sequel to this? Like, uh, Yeah, I can't imagine that people were, were clamoring for that. I was not. I put, uh, again, just the most obvious ones, Mr. and Mrs. Smith and True Lies, because I don't think I was into this at all. And um, th- both those movies are good, you know, so I'm guessing I'm hoping, you know, cause there's a romantic element and a friendship element and it's a bodyguard. It's not spies, but there's all this nonsense. And I'm like, at its best, maybe it could get to one of those two, but it's probably going to just be a garbage trash. Keep yeah. pile of dung. <laughs> I was wondering what word you would use there. Uh, yeah, I, I I think those are good pieces to to put on this. Lethal Weapon, maybe uh, throw that one in there. I also thought of Hobbs and Shaw, which is another like kind of sequel to a series where it's like, is this what people want from this? Like, you know, and and then also uh, on another side, I think you know the Rock and Jason Statham like constantly bickering, you know, in in that movie, I think is kind of rubs off on this as well. So. Those are the main pieces I had here. Um, but like you, definitely do not think this looks great. Very surprising that it even is a thing. But a movie that does look great, June 16th, Disney Plus. Should have been in the theaters, but as part of the whole Hollywood not knowing what to do with movies anymore. Uh, it's Luca. It's Pixar's latest movie uh, about two kids who go on summer vacation to Italy, and they happen to be fish creatures. What do you think about this one? Yeah, I mean... I don't think it's as clean as some of the other uh, Pixar previews that we've seen in the past where you're like, you know exactly kind of how great it's going to be. But right. you always give Pixar the benefit of the doubt. Sure. Animation looks good. Um, you know, uh, I didn't put it down, but it did It did remind me of like those Master of None episodes where he's in Italy making <laughs> pasta in the small towns, of villages. Nice. The animated ones that you you automatically think of because these are fish creatures who want to, you know, experience human life, right? And Mm -hmm. then there are the parental units who are like, don't do the things I tell you not to do, right? You know, 
So right. uh, immediately you think of the Little Mermaid and you think of Finding Nemo, right? Sure. But uh, uh, one fish creature uh, man movie you might not think of is Best Picture winner, The Shape of Water. So well, I did think of that once, <laughs> but boom. maybe our listeners didn't. So yeah, you nailed it, absolutely. Dave. Those were my three. So. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh, I'd also put in last year's uh, Wolf Walkers, which you know yeah, yeah. about kids who are also creatures, you know, and having adventures and all that. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think it looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun. There's been a lot of jokes online that it's a uh, a kid version of Call Me by Your Name. So I just thought I'd mention that. All right, that'll <laughs> that'll take Pixar in a new direction. One thing about that is great about this preview is the music seems really good on this one too. Oh yeah, should should have a great score to it for sure. Um, next up, speaking of music, is the Sparks Brothers documentary from Edgar Wright. It's coming to theaters on June 18th. It's his first documentary. And I, I don't know about you. I mean, I, I tend to think that I know a little thing about music or two, but I didn't know who the Sparks were. were yeah. And not just that, Dave. This is like a genre of music that I've covered like live concerts for a better part of a decade. And I don't, I didn't know them too, but then I heard all their music in the preview and I'm like, yo, these guys are rad. This is exactly right. the type of music that I like. How come I don't know who they are? You know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I guess that's why Edgar Wright, you know, took on a project like this. Like it's an interesting project for him and it looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun. I think. Yeah, dude, I love music documentaries and uh, good ones where you can really explore the mu- the, what the musicians did through their music you know they're great and this has it looks like interviews with seven thousand people could be good could be a little overdone but you know edgar wright i mean it's a natural progression since baby driver was just one long big music video i guess sure yeah that makes sense well i know it's hard to do puzzle pieces on documentaries sometimes but do you have any uh i do i do dave and uh, i mean i've watched so many music documentaries i can name a bunch of them the one I chose was the um, was the Wrecking Crew, which was. Do you know about that movie? Yeah, I never saw it. Okay, it's great. It's about the band that like covered, just like they didn't cover everything. They were the studio musicians who made right like, the studio musicians right. Like they made every iconic album of the '60s. Like when the Beach Boys were out on the road, they were the ones recording. You know. Uh, pet sounds with Brian Wilson in in the studio and um, everything. So that was the first one I thought of again because it's like a band, a very essential band that you don't think of that you don't know, right? That's sure. important. And then I can't even find the name of this movie, but do you know who Klaus Nomi was? Uh, I've heard the name before, but I don't think I realize that there's a documentary. Yeah, I think it was called the Klaus Nomi Project or the Nomi Project, and. Um, he, he, Klaus Nomi was, um, and today he might, that might not even be the right pronoun for how he would want to be referred to. I'm not exactly sure. I'd have to watch it again. But he was a very avant garde art scene type guy. Andy Warhol, David Bowie. I think he ended up on SNL once. And I knew nothing about Klaus Nomi. And I watched that documentary. And like you said, you didn't even know there was a documentary about him. So. That was the other one I uh, I came up with there, which I will find the name of it. But um, yeah, that was it, man. 
Right on. The only real good piece I had for this one is because of some of the like the interstitial looking stuff uh, in there. It reminded me a lot of Michelle Gondry and things like Be Kind Rewind and The Science of Sleep. There's a lot of stop motion and like weird visuals going on like that. Uh, so yeah, that that was the only real piece I had. But you know, then I mean, Edgar Wright is I think you know I think a lot of people consider him one of our best young filmmakers. You know, the past you know couple decades and. Um, so I think just looking back to some, you know, classic filmmakers who did music documentaries in between their major films, people like Scorsese uh, are, you know, a huge inspiration, I think, here for taking that chance to do something different. Yeah, I mean, and he fills his movies with really good music, right? So, Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so uh, Nomi was a David Bowie backup singer on Saturday Night Live in 1979. So that's what I that's what I was trying to say. I don't know if he had any involvement with Andy Warhol, but he was in that kind of art scene with Bowie and everything. Uh, the the movie's called the Nomi Song. Okay, right on. Well, uh, next up is Fatherhood coming to Netflix on June eighteenth, starring Kevin Hart as a single parent. It's kind of a sentimental parent based dramedy. What do you think about this one? I mean, it doesn't look great, but I'm happy Kevin Hart is trying to expand hey, Kevin Hart people don't realize he's always been a good actor I always used to love him in like undeclared when he was doing Judd Apatow stuff before he was famous like and then obviously he had to do all the you know when he became that big iconic uh personality on stage he had to kind of put that on screen for a while but I think he can act and I'm glad he's trying to do something um to showcase his range a little more yeah, absolutely. I think uh, not necessarily a puzzle piece, of course, but his his film, The Upside with Brian Cranston, I think he's kind of trying to continue that path that he started taking there. Yeah, well, hopefully this is a good, hopefully he continues to do more stuff like that. So uh, Mr. Mom is the first thing I think of, even sure. though Mr. Mom was not a single parent. He was the male who didn't know how to, you know, be a home parent. And that's kind of this. And then probably one of the greatest movies about a dad having to take care of his kid uh, by himself for a long time. Kramer versus Kramer, Dustin Hoffman, 1979. Best picture of I'm not mistaken. Right on, right on. Well, I will go with another uh, movie about a uh, guy having to take care of a kid, Big Daddy, um, the Adam Sandler film, a comedian moving into this kind of uh, sentimental you know, drama comedy, although, of course, that's a lot more silly. Uh, and then I also thought because of the scene of him and uh, his two friends singing to the baby, I thought of Three Men and a Baby. Yeah, I had that one down, too. Yeah. The writer of that lives in Las Vegas, uh, James Orr, Interesting. by the way. Wow, so, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know, I mean, your, your pieces are good. Big Daddy's yeah, right on, I think, so. All right, next up is one that you should like. Uh, it is The Ice Road coming to Netflix on June 25th. It's Liam Neeson's latest action movie where he is a truck driver going across the frozen landscape. The writer, uh, I, I didn't realize this at first, but I looked it up, wrote Armageddon, Die Hard with a Vengeance, Jumanji, some big stuff. So um, that's interesting. Could be good. Dude, it's Liam Neeson, and he's in a truck on ice, and um, he's going to get double-crossed and have to do the murders, you know? Yes. So, yeah. if, if not for In the Heights, that would be the uh, one I would be most excited for this month, because I'm all in on all these Liam Neeson movies. Mm -hmm. He's got a very special set of skills. 
and he uses the same ones in every movie for the last eight years. Um, 15 sure years. Uh, okay, Ice Road. Well, dude, I mean, <laughs> tell me you didn't put the other Liam Neeson movie where he's an Ice Road trucker type guy, Cold Pursuit, right? Which, oh, uh, yeah. which is good. It's not great. It's not his best, but it's right down there. If you're like, hey, I want you to watch Liam Neeson do some murders, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. in a nice cold setting, that's that's one of them. And then uh, I actually went with another Liam Neeson movie. Liam Neeson begat Liam Neeson begat Liam Neeson because this one again, it seems like they're like, we need your help, Liam Neeson, because uh, you got to help these miners who are trapped. And we're like the bureaucracy, and we're gonna send you to do it. And then, like halfway through, is like somebody's trying to screw us over from who's in charge. So I mean, it's it's an honest thief, right? Honest thief, where it's like sure. he's doing something, and the good guys are bad guys, and you know all that stuff. So. You're pulling a real David Rosen with these puzzle pieces here. Uh, I, hey, that is not a compliment, <laughs> but if if I have to uh, find the influence of Liam Neeson to Liam Neeson, then I'll, I'll deal with that. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I'll also add the ice road truckers reality show to this, um, which I think is probably just as popular with dads as Liam Neeson movies are. So I think they probably are really like really nailing their, uh, target audience with this. The other thing uh, I mentioned that the writer also wrote an Armageddon, but I'll bring up Armageddon as a puzzle piece because of the whole like kind of blue collar worker guys being the heroes angle of this. And so I thought of that. Who directed this one, Dave? His name's Jonathan Hensley. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. He directed this? Yeah. You know who that is? Who? Uh, this is for the Vegas people. Again, I think he was one of the owners of the Griffin. He is a really, yeah, a mainstay, uh, Vegas, uh, guy. I think he was one of the writers in Armageddon too. Right. And yeah, yeah, so he wrote and directed this and, uh, he made a movie called kill the Irishman, I think. But yeah, no, he's, he was always a fixture in downtown Vegas. I had no idea. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Hooray. Big, big Vegas month for, uh these movies i guess awesome well next up false positive uh coming out june 25th on hulu it's an a24 film but uh the distribution's going on hulu directed by john lee uh written by him and alina glazer uh and starring her as well as justin Theroux and pierce brosnan uh, about a woman who gets pregnant with the help of a fertility doctor and she starts thinking that the doctor was up to something suspicious and there might be something uh, sinister going on with her unborn baby. What did you think about this? I thought it looked interesting enough and we know we like A24. They usually pick interesting films, uh, mm-hmm. you know, to distribute. So am I all in on it? No, but am I going to watch it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I... I've had a little trouble with the tone of this trailer. I can't right. tell if it's a straightforward like horror thing or if it's almost like parodying evil baby movies, <laughs> but I don't know. I guess we'll find out. It definitely looks interesting, and like you said, A24 and horror usually works out pretty well. Speaking of babies, uh, you know, they play Be My Baby by the Ronettes there constantly, and it's like, mm-hmm. you know, um, this is not really a puzzle piece, but I guess if you were going to be like, Hey, what should we do with a trailer? Let's look at how Martin Scorsese uses Be My Baby in his movies. You know, that would be sure. a thing because he's the <laughs> king of that. So uh, uh, my puzzle pieces were 
Private Life, which I was disappointed in. Did you ever see that movie? I never did, no. Yeah, Catherine Hahn, Paul Giamatti, about a couple trying to become artificially inseminated. Uh, sure. And it just kind of went, eh, eh, okay. Mm. You know. Good cast, though. Yeah, no, they're good. Um, side Effects, the Steven Soderbergh movie, where is the doctor the bad guy? Is someone else the bad guy? What's going on here? Is the patient the bad guy? We don't know. That's a good movie, an underrated Soderbergh movie, I'd say. And the last one, uh, just to throw something out where Pierce Brosnan's also a movie where he was a bad guy, The Foreigner with Jackie Chan, which was pretty good Jackie Chan movie, I got to say. Not as uh, not as action-packed as I would have liked, but kind of grizzled action-packed. It was good. Didn't love that movie, but Pierce Brosnan was the best part of it. And uh, yeah, I, I'd like to see him do more stuff where he gets to... Uh have fun with the role and be, you know, be kind of over the top and like evil. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see him in this. Uh, I thought you'd bring up Rosemary's baby. So I will, since you didn't also other evil, creepy kid movies like the omen. And we need to talk about Kevin and Joshua. Uh, the other thing I thought of is it seems like everybody's like really gaslighting this woman. And, uh, I actually thought of the invisible man, the recent remake where everybody, just telling her that she's nuts, even though uh, she probably isn't. But that's what I got. Hey, I'm surprised if you thought I was going to bring up a piece that I didn't. I'm surprised you didn't bring up Hell Baby because Ooh. it comes from the, the kids from the state. Yes, Hell Baby. Not great, but uh, it's still them. And so I love it for that. <laughs> uh, last movie on our list for the month of June uh, also A24 this one's going to be in theaters on June 30th it is Zola it is based off a viral Twitter thread from a waitress named Zola who got herself into this crazy 48 hour situation trying to make some money stripping and everything went nuts and this was uh, a, a big premiere uh, last year, I believe, uh, Sundance before COVID hit and then got majorly delayed, but it's finally coming out. Uh, what do you think about this? Did you know about this Twitter thread when it was a thing? Not, not when it was a thing, no. I went back and read it, though. Yeah, I knew about it when it was a thing. And, every, you know, I listened to script notes and they were like, this is going to become a movie. Pretty, pretty sure of that. And uh, so, um, dude. This looks great. I'm super mm -hmm. excited. It's going to be weird and different, but uh, I'm way pumped for this one, man. I think it's going to be really, really good. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And uh, Janiska Bravo, I think I'm, I hope I'm pronouncing her name right, directs uh, one of the, the – she might have directed all – well, most if not all of them because I don't think she did all of them. She directs, she's a director of Atlanta, the Donald Glover show. She oh, wow. I didn't of realize episodes. that. Yeah, that. So, nice. Um, this looks great. And uh, the two leads, like, it's just going to be awesome. Like, I, I'm really excited for this one. Uh, Riley Coe, Taylor Page, uh, they look like they just have such a good chemistry together. It's oh, going to yeah. be weird, just like the Twitter thread. And uh, I'm really excited for this. Yeah, me too. Me too. And I mean, you know, I'm kind of an A24 fanboy, and this is this is kind of the big one of the year. This and The Green Knight, which we'll talk about in a couple months. But uh, what do you have for pieces from this trailer? Oh, yeah. That's what we're doing on this show. <laughs> uh, what did I have? Zola. Well, Hustlers, you know, because sure. uh, kind of the empowered women kind of uh, taking the power in the situations, I guess, for with these men who are 
also trying to take advantage of them. That was one. The other one I picked because uh, of where it is and how it looks. Spring Breakers. Absolutely. You got my exact same two puzzle pieces. Oh, wow. About so, that? But uh, I'm sure that there will be plenty of others to uh, bring into the mix once we get to the movie. But uh, yeah, I'm very, very excited for this movie. Cannot wait. Definitely. This is, I think, the one I'm looking forward to the most of uh, June. I know for you, it's uh, in the heights. Yeah, I'm definitely man. looking forward to that, too, though. So excited for that. Yeah, we, we, got a, we got a bunch of good stuff coming. Absolutely. And of course, like I mentioned at the top of the uh, show, Fast and Furious 9. Yeah, to be honest with you, I didn't think this was a great month for movies coming out, previews. I think it looks all right, but, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, there's not as many. In months past, we've had a lot more kind of creative pieces on this show. Sure. Which is not your fault, Dave. Don't take the blame. <laughs> You're not in charge of the release schedules of summer yeah. movies, so mm-hmm. yes. we'll see. Hopefully, there'll be a few good ones in there. <laughs> All right, so I think that does it for June. Uh, Jason, what do you got going on over on Awesome Movie Year and everything else you're up to? Dave, by the time this episode is released, we will have started our new season. We're all the way back in time to 1967, the farthest back we've gone on Awesome Movie Year. Episode one is about The Graduate. And of course, as I like to always mention, this was the year that your parents consummated their relationship, the Mm -hmm. summer of sex between Sonny and Rich. I'm so glad you got that on Awesome Movie Year, and now you got it on my podcast. It's wonderful. Yesterday, yesterday I was on the news, and I forgot to mention it. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so please give a listen to Awesome Movie Year. We truly appreciate everyone, and uh, we're, we're growing. It's good. It's a nice podcast. People like it. I like it. You like it. Josh yeah, likes it. I do like it. Yeah. So um, yeah, AwesomeMovieYear.com, Awesome Movie Year on Facebook and. Twitter, Awesome Movie Pod on Twitter, I mean, Awesome Movie Year on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, yeah, give it a listen. If you like it, give it a five-star review. That always helps. If not, that's, you don't have to leave a review. That's fine. I'm Jason Harris Comedy, Facebook and Instagram. Jay Harris Comedy on Twitter. My website, go for Jason, is not good. I would not recommend going there. Mm, yeah, that's true. But uh, wait, you know what? That website, it'll it'll still be there. It's 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 just nice to know that it's there. You know, I had a discussion this week with someone about fixing it. So, Ooh. look for the new website, twenty twenty seven, baby. There you go. Tired of the same old sports podcast or two bros just bro out about football and hard seltzer? Yeah, me too. That's why I got my two bros together and started LA Confidential, where we talk about the Rams, Chargers, and at gunpoint the Dallas Cowboys. But we don't bro out, and there's not a single can of hard seltzer in sight. Just three best friends having a nice casual conversation like you would over beer. Sure, we go into the NFL, but we also talk about memories we had with each other, embarrassing stories, family revelations, and whatnot. Okay, maybe you don't like football. We also talk about the Dodgers, Lakers, Clippers, Bruins, Trojans, and whatever LA sports news might be going on at the moment. Oh, you don't like sports? That's okay. We apply our same casual but analytical attitude towards Marvel, DC, movie trailers, movie casting, award season, and we even do top five rankings and recommend good stuff to watch every week. We're LA Confidential, the chillest podcast about LA sports, part of the LAFB Football Network. Listen now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's LA Podfidential, part of the LAFB Football Network.
All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Jason Harris about some of the movies that are coming out in June. I'm sure we'll end up covering some of those here on the show with full episodes, so make sure you are subscribed so you'll find out about those as soon as they come out. You can subscribe over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Pocket Cast or anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Also, you can rate and review us over on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Follow us on social media at PiecingPod and join the Facebook group Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces. I told you at the top of the show about our Produced by David Rosen Patreon. Normally, I only mention it once per episode, but I'm going to mention it. Actually, I guess I mentioned it in the conversation, too, so this is the third time, but it's important because today is the last day for that sign-up bonus, so I'm going to mention the whole spiel again, okay? So just bear with me. It's the end of the episode. I could say whatever I want now. Um, (laughs) The Produced by David Rosen Patreon combines content from my music career, the bunch of exclusive content, uh, including bonus tracks, uh, remixes, unreleased music, uh, advanced music that's not out yet, uh, a whole bunch of stuff, stuff for my film scores, stuff for my albums, also the album commentary tracks that I've been putting out. I just recently put out uh, one for my second album, An Unseen Sky, and this week one for my third album, Head Like Fire, and I will be doing more stuff like that in the future, along with my music career stuff. Also, there are bonus and advanced and exclusive stuff from piecing it together on there. There's also exclusive episodes of Awesome Movie Year. Right now, there is the 2003 bonus episode, Old Boy. And we're going to just keep making more and more stuff for the Patreon the more subscribers we get. So that is why we're doing the special sign-up bonus right now that ends tonight at midnight. So today is the day to get signed up. Because if you do sign up before midnight, I'm going to be sending you a special grab bag in the mail with some awesome stuff. I'm not going to tell you what. It's a surprise. But awesome stuff from all the things that I am a part of for my music career, for my podcast, all that stuff. So uh, it is time to sign up. Um, But, of course, if you don't sign up before the end, you just don't get that extra free stuff. You'll still be able to sign up for all that great content we're going to continue to put on the Patreon in the coming months and uh, for a long time to come. So, again, it's the Produced by David Rosen Patreon. You can check it out at patreon.com slash bydavidrosen. You can also check out my music website, bydavidrosen.com, where uh, I've got a whole bunch of stuff about my music career and also a blog post about the whole Patreon thing. So check that out, too, while you're at it. So... Let's close this thing out, as I always do, with a piece of music. And I don't think I've played this one in a while here on the show. So I I think I'm going to go with this track called Hummingbird for no particular reason. It's not named that for any particular reason, and I'm not going to play it for any particular reason. I was just thinking about it, and I was like, I'm going to close this one with Hummingbird. So this is Hummingbird from my most recent album, David Rosen. It's just a self-titled album. It is available on Spotify and iTunes and all those places. Uh, But this track is Hummingbird. Enjoy it, and we'll be back with more Piecing It Together coming up real soon.
an All Points West production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.